in the name of one God, creator, sustainer, and redeemer. Context is everything. This passage from the John Gospel, this is a passage that you will hear read at more funeral services than, at any, than any other. And you will hear different things in it depending on the person who has died, the situation with the grieving family, and your own personal connection to them. Just like 1 Corinthians 13, you're going to hear a hundred times at weddings. By the time I've got to my sixth year of parish ministry, I had presided at almost 40 by that point. And I confess that I was so inured to those beautiful words of Paul on love that they had almost no meaning until I presided at my very first wedding for two men. This was in D.C. several years before the 2015 Supreme Court decision to make same-sex marriage a federal law. But suddenly, to hear the words, love is patient, love is kind, it does not insist on its own way, but rejoices in the truth, Love bears all things, hopes all things, believes all things, endures all things. While I found myself weeping, along with both men, who had longed for so many years, having heard it at every other wedding they'd ever been to, feeling as if they would never, ever be able to hear it at their own. And somehow now they were. Context is everything. Not only is today's gospel passage a favorite at funerals, it comes up in the lectionary regularly, and as preachers, you will find yourself needing to contend with perhaps one of the thorniest of Jesus's I am statements. Well, really, it's what comes after the I am statement. But when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he follows it with... No one comes to the Father except through me. This verse has been used as both litmus test and weapon. In the words of one flowery commentator, to bludgeon any opponents into theological submission. The Gospel according to John, as you all know, was written more than a hundred years after Christ lived, so we're talking multiple generations away from an actual experience of the person of Jesus. The author of the John Gospel was trying to address this struggling band of Jesus followers who were under constant attack by both the Roman Empire and the Jewish temple leadership. He was trying to shore up this minority by helping them to define themselves, by saying, we are the people who understand that God made God's self known to us through the person, the incarnation of Jesus Christ. He's saying, that's who we are. When the author of John writes, no one can come to the Father except through me, what he means is, none of you Jesus followers can get to the Father without going through Jesus first. As another commentator said, this is not the sweeping claim of a major world religion. 
There was no such thing as Christianity at that point in history. This is Jesus saying to a frightened people, I am the access point to a life with God, to a life everlasting for you who follow me. So keep following me. Don't give up because I will work through you to transform the world. As Jesus followers, we claim that Jesus is the Messiah. But that doesn't have to mean we dismiss and deny the legitimacy of other religions. I am always helped by something I heard former presiding bishop Catherine Jefford Shorey say here at VTS when I was a student. She said, for me personally, Jesus is Lord, and I will do my best to be a disciple. But, she said, I cannot presume to know the mind of God and what that power might be doing in someone like the Dalai Lama or Mohandas K. Gandhi. Context is everything. And Holy Scripture is Holy Scripture, and we are to wrestle with it, to exegete it, and to proclaim it. We are to hold it up to the light of the day. I've always thought of Scripture as this beautiful jewel that's handed down, passing through so many hands until it lands in ours. And it is our work as preachers to hold it up to the light and see how the light of today shines through it. What new facets will you see and hear? How might you be changed by these inspired words of God differently today than when you heard them five years ago or at your grandmother's funeral? What is the context of your own heart? Where do you find yourselves this morning? Some of you are getting ready to graduate. Some of you think it will never come. How can this scripture speak to the context of your heart? Jesus is saying to a frightened people, I'm the access point to a life with God, to life everlasting for you who follow me. So keep following me. Don't give up because I will work through you to transform the world.